0: This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 6th of December, 2017. Two major fires are roaring through Southern California at this time, forcing tens of thousands of people from their homes in the latest outburst of what has been one of the state's worst fire seasons. The first fire in Ventura County started Monday evening and spread rapidly overnight to envelop about 45,000 acres, destroying over 150 structures and prompting 27,000 people. To evacuate. The second fire began Tuesday morning in the northern San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles County and quickly grew to encompass more than 4,000 acres, closing the 210 and 5 freeways, major arteries of the Los Angeles Freeway System. Just about 6 miles northeast of the Anchor LA studios, the heavy smoke has affected most of Los Angeles, both inside and outside. The Fires were fed by dry conditions and fierce winds, which don't look to subside anytime soon. As of press time, neither fire was close to being under control, and several other smaller fires had started in the San Bernardino area, as well as Santa Clarita and Thousand Oaks. Android Auto has received a slight graphical interface, one of the first since its debut several years ago. The backdrop on the Google-produced automotive entertainment software system is no longer a Google Now-esque scenic landscape, but a gradient which is less distracting and less cluttered. Also, music titles have been justified to the center as opposed to the left, and the home button has been enlarged for easier use. All of these are welcome improvements to what seems to still have the large potential to become the primary interface coupled with Apple CarPlay in most cars over the coming years. In 1942, famed British actress Greer Garson starred in one of film's most inspirational productions of all time, according to the American Film Institute. Mrs. Miniver primarily focused on the self-titled character and her family, the Minivers, starting off in immediately pre-Second World War England, just outside of London, beginning with the bustle of busy 1940s life. The film quickly sifts from materialistic themes like fashion and status, to real-life themes like love, marriage, and war. The Miniver's eldest son, Vin, played by Richard Ney, goes to war in the Air Force shortly after marrying into the locally prestigious Belden family after falling in love with Carol Belden, played by Teresa Wright. Always in constant fear for Vin's safety, the family struggles to maintain a semblance of normalcy even as the war comes to London in bombing raids and even a downed German pilot. Mrs. Miniver's husband, Clem Miniver, played by Walter Pidgeon, is called to assist in the infamous Dunkirk event, where stranded Allied soldiers needed rescuing from the stores of France as enemy Axis troops closed in. Running throughout the story is a flower show. Commonplace in that era, the yearly flower show boasted in being held each year through thick and thin, and as tradition would have it, the elder Miss Belden, played by Dame May Whitty, the matriarch of the Belden family, always won. But this year, the local stationmaster, played by Henry Travers, has entered a beautiful rose, and has called it the Miniver Rose, after Greer Garson's character. In a unique piece of trivia, Henry Wilcoxon, who played the vicar at the end of the film, wrote and delivered a powerful and rallying war speech, albeit from the pulpit, so powerful, in fact, that it was used, in essence, by U.S. President Roosevelt as a morale-builder, and part of it was the basis for leaflets printed in various languages and dropped all over Nazi and Axis-occupied territory. In several heartwarming and heart wrenching twists, this award-winning movie portrays a powerfully realistic, yet romanticized story of the ups and downs of World War II-era England, with the struggles to live a peaceful life in the midst of a brutal war. Today's challenge is based on a devotional by Grace To You Ministries, entitled Progressive Revelation. Many Christians today, in an effort to identify and recognize the importance of Christ's coming, His new commandment, love, and a fear of legalism, which so often lurks in beliefs which don't see the whole picture, attempt to dim the importance of the Old Testament, and seldom seek it for wisdom and truth, turning only to the New Testament for instruction. Well, it's true that the Old Testament is but a sample of what is revealed in the New Testament, Jesus said, Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets, the Old Testament. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. And that's in Matthew 5. Jesus was affirming that scripture developed from promise to fulfillment, from partial to complete. And that's called progressive revelation and it has nothing to do with politics. Hebrews 1 tells us that God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in His Son. The Old Testament anticipated Christ's coming. Everything in it pointed to Christ. And now the New Testament records His coming. Granted, the Old Testament writers didn't understand everything they wrote, it didn't always apply to their day, but that's why Peter said in 1 Peter 1, As to this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful search and inquiry, seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicated, as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you in these things, which now have been announced to you through those who preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit. Now the revelation which has built upon itself from creation doesn't imply at all that the Old Testament is an error on anything. It's a progressive revelation. The distinction of the revelation is found in its completeness. Just like children progress from letters to words and to sentences, So God's revelation progressed from these now stereotypically legalistic types and ceremonies and prophecies to final completion, all in Jesus Christ and the New Testament. Though incomplete by New Testament standards, the Old Testament is still fully inspired by God. That's affirmed very often in the New Testament. 2 Peter 1 tells us that no human writer of the Old Testament wrote of his own will, but only as he was directed by the Holy Spirit. Paul added in 2 Timothy 3 that all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, and for correction and training in righteousness. The Old Testament isn't all of God's truth, but all of it is true. And as we progress from the Old to the New, we see God's character and his redemptive plan unfolding in greater detail. May we never take for granted any part of God's amazing and valuable word and leave parts of his scripture untouched with a very dangerous assumption of its lesser-than value. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time, from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.